Good evening, Kate here with Kate Talks. So, um, I think I'm going to, I've been on this like empathy, making episodes on empathy, um, and I was going to do another one, a quick one on children and empathy and, um, and I said I was going to do that in my last episode too, but I'm actually going to, uh, put that one on hold and, um, come back to it later. Um, the one on children and empathy, because I went to a workshop, um, I think it was like a week ago at this point, and it was a workshop on, um, it was actually a workshop on communication, and, um, essentially also like different types of um, communication bugs as this lady named them. Um, they're like glitches um, is the word I would use. Um, so it was this workshop on communication and, um, you know, in dating and in relationships and, and just in general and um, kind of with the focus on these different types of glitches that are um, not just common, but almost like inevitable. It's like they either come up um, very quickly, right away, um, or you're going to hit up on these glitches at some point, if you have not yet understood and refined your communication. And what's so interesting, this workshop kicked my ass, okay? Um, and I'm like excited about it because it really, um, it really self-confronted me in a way... I, honestly I was not prepared for and I did not see coming and those like self-confrontations don't happen often for me and when they do it feels like I don't even know how to describe it it feels like um holy shit like it it makes an impact you know it makes an impact and and i welcome it because there's a certain feeling um that comes with a deeper level of self confrontation at first it feels horrible like at first there's this discomfort and there's almost like this embarrassment it's like when something really hits you not just conceptually, not just like, oh yeah, like I do this strategy and it's not serving me and I know that and I should work on that or I am working on that. It's one thing to be aware of things kind of like in that headspace conceptual way, but then like when it hits you on an embodied level, it feels like shit and it feels embarrassing 
And um, I don't have that happen often. <laughs> and I welcome it when it does because you know what it reminds me of? It actually reminds me of this concept of healthy shame. And we don't talk about this often out in the general conversation and kind of like the general, um, yeah, like uh, even, even, even in kind of like the general education um, about the self, we don't talk about, um, yeah, this thing of healthy shame and how I came across knowledge of this is through a nervous system specialist that I work with. Um, as if you've listened to any of my other stuff, I'm a huge like nervous system health ambassador. And this isn't just, I'm not just talking like, oh, self-care, you know, mm -mm -mm. I'm talking like nervous system is our biology and it's it's harboring and it has inside of it a lot of the ways that we um, see things and perceive things. Like our perception uh, is largely run by our physiology and our biology and the nervous system um, experiences we've had. So looking at shame from like the trauma, the somatic um, experiencing uh, view, uh, it's actually Peter Levine, who is the founder of somatic experiencing. Um, he has, um, he, he teaches on this concept of healthy shame and how, um, it's hard to really wrap up the conversation and the topic of toxic shame, which is rampant in our culture um, and rampant in our relationships with our, ourselves too. Um, and it's hard to wrap that conversation up holistically without looking at so that's toxic shame and it's hard to really uh yeah uh, like I keep on repeating um wrap that up without understanding and looking at healthy shame and there is such a thing and where that happens is actually in childhood. And what sucks is that in most cases, even with the well-intentioned folks, like even with the well-intentioned, well-meaning parents who are trying to be very careful around like, you know, the messages they instill in their kids and how they treat their kids. If, if the parent has not done much self-work around 
any of their emotions or just some of their emotions. Like if the parent doesn't understand and have work done inside of themselves, like regarding their shame or regarding their anger or regarding their sadness or regarding any emotion, if the parent hasn't done their inner work, it can be the most well-intentioned parent, but that unprocessed, unworked with material will come out onto the kid. It's not a matter of, you know, whether you want to or not, or you may, you may even, um, as a parent, as an adult, as a caregiver, you may even conceptually understand like, oh, I have this issue or like, oh, I have this temper or, oh, I tend to kind of crumble and get really sad at, um, very, very easily or, um, you know, uh, so you may be aware of quote unquote issues or challenges, but awareness is not enough. And I know that, um, there's a lot of language out there that's like, oh, awareness is all you need or awareness is enough. Awareness is a great and necessary first step. Um, it's a step. And if you want to keep going, like you have to take another step Um, because awareness itself is not enough. It's just going to keep things in a conceptual realm and not an embodied. um, It's not it's not going to be integrated into your way of being and um So, uh, back to healthy shame. Um, This is actually how a child, not all of how, but largely how a child would learn right from wrong. And um, and so, okay, uh, let me gather my thoughts for a second here. So it's it's how, a, so yes, uh, it's how a child in a large way learns um, right from wrong. And it's not, it doesn't happen through shaming the kid. Like that's a big no-no. Like, huge, huge, huge no-no. You don't shame the child. That is not healthy shame. And it's not, um, like, shame. It's not shame that, okay, um, toxic shame when you're shaming a kid is not going to um, beget healthy shame. What healthy shame is... Something that a child experiences when a parent holds a boundary. Okay, not just like a boundary of like, um, 
you know, uh, like, what's a good example? And I'm not necessarily talking about a, a, a boundary of, like, you know, you want a second dessert, Johnny, and, you know, uh, you're not getting a second dessert. You, you know, we, we only get one dessert. And holding that boundary. I mean, sure, that's a boundary. That's not quite what I'm t uh, referring to when I'm talking about this. I'm talking more along the side of, uh, like, when a kid starts testing where, like, the more they develop, the more they're trying to understand and anchor autonomy and where you, like, where they end and where you begin. And there's so much testing in toddlerhood. And um, what happens when there's situations in which, like, they will attempt to cross into your personhood. And when you hold that boundary of them unable to, like, they are unable to penetrate into your space, they will actually feel shame. And it's not because you're shaming them. And it's not really about, um, they're doing something and they're not supposed to be doing it. So you're like trying to teach them to not do it. That's not, this happens very quickly. This interaction that I'm speaking about happens, it's, it's very quick. Um, and it's, they try to, um, yeah, they, they, they try to weasel in and disrespect your person and dis and like un um they're trying to merge essentially it's like they they're trying to merge in in some way um and when you hold that boundary of not merging they will experience shame. And again, it's not because you're shaming them. It's because you're holding a boundary and it's a personhood boundary. Again, it's not like, a, oh, I told you. Um, it's not a keeping my word boundary. You know, it's like if I tell my kid, um, you know, only one dessert and they're like, Come on, come on, two, two, and it's like, okay, I have to, I, I have to be consistent, so I have to keep to my word of one dessert. That's that's that that that's keeping to your word. This is this is a little bit differently, and maybe I'll um when I get better words for it, maybe um, I'll 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 talk a lot more about it. Um at another time, because uh, I feel like I'm not doing a very good job in really like explaining what is in my head that I'm trying to explain. And what's also, I've had a lot of experience, like direct experience with this with children that I work with. 
um, I'm just having a hard time uh, right now, like getting what I exactly what I want out to you in in, in this conversation. Um, but I hope you're following at least a little bit regarding um, when a personhood boundaries held. A child will experience, they will experience shame. And when they experience that natural embarrassment, that shame, um, it's, it, it teaches them, um, quote unquote, right from wrong. I hate using those words, um, but those are the words I'm going to use for 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 this conversation. Um, so <laughs> I feel like I kind of lost where I was going with this. Um, oh, so the workshop, okay, that I went to. So the self-confrontation that I got definitely hit on this up like it hit this area inside of me where I was embarrassed I felt a little like and I wasn't shamed but I felt shame like nobody at any point the teacher who I highly respect and highly adore and she has kicked my ass okay um she and I have had multiple conversations after this workshop and she's kicked my ass and I still highly respect highly adore her would recommend her to um would just recommend her a hundred percent and she's actually a local matchmaker here um around my area and she's just so um Yeah, like personal development is a huge um, thing for her and in her material, which is really cool. So she's kicked my ass and yes, with the self, with the confrontation and it impacted me and I was just like, kind of like licking my wounds and really sitting with um what was what was uh, what came up and what what um yeah what came up and what was hit on for me with this material and with the some stuff that she said to me you know about me <laughs> um and yes and I experienced that healthy that that impact of that healthy shame and it leaves a mark it leaves and it leaves an empowering mark because it is i don't feel um like i said at first it feels like shit um at first it's uncomfortable and it's embarrassing it's like it's fucking embarrassing um to just kind of even think back to some interactions I've had in the recent history and I'm like horrified that I <laughs> that I would talk to someone 
the way I would, thinking I was totally correct in in speaking um, to them like that. <laughs> so, um, so again, it it was really cool. Um, it was I definitely welcome those experiences because they don't happen often, and um, when they do. It's rough at first, um, but then because it's so relieving too, like it's a relief and then it's just very empowering because it's like, oh, and once you understand like why you do that thing and how it's really not working, like for you it just it's it's very helpful um and it's it's it is very empowering i feel like self knowledge when it hits you on like an embodied level is very powerful and it's very transformative which leaves things which which is very empowering because you really it's your responsibility. And when you realize like pretty much everything is your responsibility, as tiring and as drab as that may sound, it's really like some of the best news um, I feel like you can have as an adult. Um, so with that kind of like as my intro <laughs> now I want to talk about so um as I said in the very beginning this was about communication and like the glitches that often are not just common but essentially inevitable um unless you are doing self-work and you are you are working out those glitches not just working on them, but working them out. You're unglitching. Um, and what stood out for me, he, like, largely, this just was on such a huge scale. I can't even, I wish you could see my face because even, like, when I talk about this, it's just... It's big. Like, this was big for me. And the glitch that I... <clears throat> um, have been... Okay, the area that I've been entirely glitched up in, <clears throat> in communication, is boundaries. <laughs> and when talking about boundaries <clears throat> with this woman and, you know, in the classroom and then outside of the classroom, hold on, I need to take a drink of water. So <clears throat> in talking about boundaries, so I, yes, I was realizing big time this is an area of major glitching for me. 
And I was very blind to that. <clears throat> and I was very blind to that because part of my strategy, hold on, I need to like have a pause and have a good cough because my throat is like glitching up. Um, <laughs> so just a second. Okay, I'm back. Um, so, um, okay, yes. So boundaries is an area where I am very, uh, yeah, major glitch, um, major blind spot as well. I had no idea. And I had no idea because I'm so quick to, um, and I'm decently good at, so I'm quick to and decently good at schooling others on their boundaries and essentially pushing them back into their boundaries. So when a person is coming out of their boundary circle, so if you look at, if you think about boundaries, like I, I want you to think about like taking a chalk, you know, and like in your hand and extending your hand out and like drawing and just like turning your body as you're drawing around you on the ground, like envision this, like that, that chalk circle around you. And so like that's bound, that's a boundary, that whole circle. And it's also boundaries. Um, but that circle is a great representation. So I'm good at noticing when someone gets out of their container and they're putting like stuff on me, like they want stuff from me or they're communicating in a really fucking like just disowned way. I'm really good at not engaging within that and also like kind of reflecting back to them like you're out of your boundaries like and you're not getting into um yeah you're out of you're out of your container and you're trying to get me to contain you I'm good at doing that I'm good at seeing when other people do this and I'm good at being like, mm, no, which is good, right? Like that, I'm not, you know, giving myself shit for that. What's embarrassing and what was just like a major blind spot, like seriously, I didn't know, like maybe conceptually, I don't even know if I conceptually knew this but definitely didn't know this on an experiential level. Doing that for myself is entirely been a challenge and a skill that I is majorly under, underdeveloped for me. And it's embarrassing because I the way I communicate, and especially in dating, and especially if I'm triggered, or if I have justified myself, Basically, like, if a man I'm dating 
repeatedly shows me he steps out of his container, he steps out of his container, he steps out of his container, and he's disowned, my respect goes down. And then I essentially allow myself to disrespect, not directly, but indirectly. And I do that by coming out of my container with this like justified manner. And I'm not directly disrespecting them in how I speak and what I bring up, but I'm in I'm absolutely indirectly disrespectful. And I had no fucking clue. Like, and I think back on some interactions and I'm just floored and embarrassed. Um, and also like, it makes me giggle a little bit and it makes me excited because now I see, I see it so clearly and I not only just see it in my mind, in my, in my head and in my thought life, I feel it. I feel what it feels like to step out of my own quote-unquote place. And I also, um, I'm not shy, like in dating, um, talking about how essentially like, and this is a conversation for, for, uh, this is, this can be a big conversation um, in of itself, but I'm I'm not shy like in dating and talking about how I appreciate a man who can keep me in my place. But the the thing is, <laughs> I can't, and it's just like mind blowing. I did not see this at all. I like to think. I appreciate that and I want to appreciate that but the pro- and I do like sincerely I do um but the problem is I can't if I can't keep myself in my place so to speak like if I don't understand how to like when I'm out of my boundaries, when I'm out of sight of my chalk circle, um, and I'm not understanding and appreciating my own, reining my own self back. Like if I'm not appreciating and um if i'm not skilled at uh keeping myself in my place you know within my chalk circle yeah i can sit there and talk about how i think it's best if you know if if a man can keep his woman in her quote-unquote place 
And I sincerely want that. I do. And I also see that, okay, if that came to me, and maybe it has come to me, I'm I'm just gonna, like, not fucking take it at all. Because... (laughs) But I thought I could. Um... So that was super eye-opening. Um, and that's that's not even anything anybody has said to me. Like, it's just a realization that just, like, really hit me um, as I'm going through uh, reflection and just self-confrontation. Um, so where was I going with this? So boundaries. So yes, I'm uh so I was talking about how I'm good at like you know, if another person's coming out of their container I'm... but I'm not good at keeping myself within um that container, within my container and within that my own chalk line. And I'm also, it's like, I'm not good at, I'm not yet very skilled at also, because there's a self-respect. There's a lot of like self-respect that comes with, that almost like you earn with your own self when you're keeping and learning how to keep yourself within your own place keeping yourself in your own place within that chalk line, that imaginary or real, you know, chalk line, if you want to like play around with some chalk um, and go on a driveway or sidewalk and draw this out. Um, Sometimes that's really anchoring to do something like that, to actually like go out and you know, draw a line around you in chalk and, you know, um, yeah, sometimes that's actually, uh, very anchoring for the, for the system and for the, for the mind. Um, so yeah, this is, uh, this was definitely a personal share, Um, And I feel really good at um, sharing all this because, yeah, I got I got personal here. Um, I was just going to hop on here and kind of bullet point um, the things that were super significant um, to me from the workshop and from the glitches. A lot of the glitches that I um, a lot of the bullet points that I have are actually around boundaries because as I said in the beginning, that's the area where I have been very glitched up in and with some major blind spots. Um, So a lot of the bullet points I was going to hop on here and do and share with you were going to be, you know, around boundaries. And I'm actually, I think I'm like at... I'm probably over 30 minutes at this point because I'm like feeling it. Um, and I feel like I do best with keeping, like, when I'm with my friend and when my friend Kenna and I uh, dialogue back and forth, that goes up to an hour and that feels totally um, great and right. When I'm just talking myself, 
um, it's like as soon as I start exceeding 35 minutes, like if I'm pushing 40, I'm not, it doesn't, um, I'm, I'm kind of done. Um, I'm kind of done talking. I'm kind of done. Uh, cause I feel like I, I pack out a lot. Um, and I put out and I unpack a lot and then I'm just like, you know, I just want to be done. And I feel like maybe even as a listener, it's like, whoa. Um, but I don't know because I'm not the listener and I'm just me. Um, I'm the talker and I like this stuff. So, but but even me, I'm just uh, kind of done and I'm I'm feeling... I don't let, uh, and I don't know how long I've been on here, but I'm pretty sure it's probably over 35 minutes because I, I, I can feel it. Um, so on that note, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to just break this up into two episodes. This first one is going to be, you know, the personal share um, about my personal experience with the workshop and what came up. And then my next one, I'm going to go into those important bullet points with some significant info on boundaries and how um, I feel like there's a lot of misconception that we have, including myself, that I've had regarding boundaries. Um, this lady teaches on boundaries the closest um, she's the closest uh, resource other than some books or whatever. Um, she's the closest in-person resource I've come across that teaches boundaries. Like, Because uh, I have the same philosophy as her regarding boundaries. I have just haven't... There's just been more things that I've noticed and realized and learned Um after this workshop and through this workshop that I want to kind of like bullet point. So let's have that be my next one because to go into that now, I just, I'm, I'm done. Um, (laughs) So listen up for that next one, that episode, because it's going to be so good too. Um, At least I hope to think. And uh, yeah, thank you for tuning in. It was super fun to get personal. And um, yeah, take good care. And until next time, okay, bye.